This is Chris from Winterfellif. You're listening to the Bruce Lee Delicious Podcast. Hey, you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. And you're listening to Chris and the Brutally Delicious Podcast. You just jumped ahead of me. You didn't even let me say who I was. Oh, shit. Sorry. In case you didn't know, I am Bruce, a.k.a. Uh, Jason Momoa lookalike. And today, we've got Winter Filleth, and I hope I'm not butchering Is that. Is it Filleth or just Filth? I, I don't know. We're going to have to ask when we get on the line. But I know I've heard these guys in the past. It's really good metal, really good black metal. It's punishing. Uh, these, yeah, and these guys hail from over in uh, the UK, which is kind of funny if you didn't put together why Chris was being foolish with his intro there. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we interview someone from the south of the United States, I'm gonna yeah, we're gonna have a twang. I'll I'll, I'll talk like a little. <laughs> I, I'll I'll you, add a little twang to my voice. You, you were doing that with the lady from uh, with Tanya there. Oh and I don't yeah, have any idea what you were doing. <laughs> you thought you were having a seizure or something? I think. <laughs> <laughs> or I can just go talk like a Canadian, eh? <laughs> eh? Hey. Anyway, today we're speaking with Chris Naughton. I believe he's the guitarist and. Uh, Want to hang on? We'll get a month in line. Let's do it. Let's do it. If we go two, get two people on the line within two tries, we're great. It'll be a fucking record. Hello, Chris. Oh yeah! Oh. Woo! Hey, how are you, Chris? Good, thank you. How are you? Uh, great. Hey, meet my partner, Chris. He's in the back as well, but Hi. he's Chris with a K. Okay, cool. And what's your name? <laughs> I'm Bruce. Bruce and Chris, cool. Yeah, nice I'm, it's my show. I just allow them along hey, wait, for the what? ride. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Now, if you believe that, anyway, how are you holding up in all this uh, nonsense out there? Yeah, strange, isn't it? Really, um, what what a time to be putting out an album when um, the world is committed to being at home full time. It's a it's a strange environment, definitely. <laughs> yeah. How do you go out and promote a black metal album when you can't tour? Who knows what we're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of you're kind of writing the script from start here because I think uh, everybody's thinking the same thing, right? A little bit. I I guess it's it's a it's an interesting question, and we've been asked it quite a few times. You know, how do you promote it? And the answer is, I don't know. But I think it's it's um, it's the responsibility of of musicians, I guess, to give people hope in these strange times. And I think I would much rather have some new music from us that and that you know I've got time to sit down and listen to you when I'm stuck at home not working than you know if it came out in the normal right world I guess and um and you know you have to listen to it on the way to work or you maybe don't have as much time to spend with it so obviously lots of bands have been kind of canceling their the release of their albums and putting it back to later in the year or next year and maybe that'll serve them well I don't know but it's an interesting time to be defined for having an album out so it's either going to make it super memorable and everyone's going to be into it or it's going to get lost because people are too busy worrying about other things. So we'll you see. Guys, but... you, you guys could be the trendsetters here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen us as trendsetters, but maybe we are. Let's, 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 uh, let's see. Let's see what happens. I think it's a good time though. I mean, for me, I think it would be a good time because people at home, especially with black metal, there's a deep connection to, to meaning and to, you know, the lyrics and that kind of thing. And I think maybe it's, it might work because people are home and can connect with it, right? More so than like a pop record or or like a hard rock record. Yeah, I hope so. And 
and be, I guess because people have got the time to spend with it, maybe they'll maybe they'll find themselves looking into some of the meanings behind some of it, or kind of reading around some of the subjects that it talks about. And I think that's that's why I always like this kind of music because it, it creates atmosphere and emotion that other music doesn't do in the same way for me, at least. And obviously, it's always got some kind of interesting history or story behind it. You know, it's not just like. Hail Satan, yay for beer. It's kind of, <laughs> right. it's, you know, there's, there's very much kind of more to it, hopefully, well, hopefully anyway, if you do it right. So, yeah, I mean, lots of people want to connect with this stuff, I think. And I just hope it kind of brings some hope and brings some enjoyment to people who are, who are stuck maybe in a, in a small flat with no garden or who can't get out to nature and, it, right. you know, gives them, gives them a break for a while. But who knows? Let's see. But I'm, I'm kind of, I feel like we're being brave enough to sort of risk it. So um, let's hope uh, I, it works. I applaud you for that. I think it's great to just go ahead and forge ahead and, and release it because I really think, uh, I know I said it and it's kind of a weird thing, but I think maybe it will be trendsetters and maybe it will connect with people, uh, you know, at a deeper level. You know, how much can, how much Netflix can people watch before they just want to listen to some metal? Fuck yeah. Carol Baskins. Fuck Carol Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think I've probably watched all of it, maybe as you guys have already. So I've, you know, I've kind of completed it now. So um. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty, right. the year people finish the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that most people have completed Netflix by now. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, now you're under the beebs ar- break, Now but. you're under the BBC archives. <laughs> Oh God, that's that's another that's a whole other state of affairs. I'm David Attenborough. <laughs> are, you, are you guys doing anything different to connect with their fans during this? Like, are you doing any kind of uh, you know live streaming or Instagram stuff or anything like that? Yeah, I, I'm. We're trying to. It's a strange thing, I think, for a for a black metal band to kind of do that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but I find it really. I find that black metal sort of relies on there being that kind of atmosphere and mystique to it. And when you humanize it by kind of putting the person in front of it and it just being some kind of normal guy playing guitar or whatever, then I don't know if that kind of has a good or a bad impact. But I mean, yes, we have been sort of trying to do that stuff and trying to create a bit of interesting content for people to to engage with. So how could you do like, are you doing that with like an acoustic guitar and screaming or like <laughs> how would I mean, that work? I don't know really. Well, we've been doing. Um, we've that been actually doing... might be a trend-setting thing, you know. <laughs> if, if you decide to do that, do it on the show here first. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that you, you might lose listeners if, if, that, if that's the case. But, um, From three to two. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess the point is that we we've done a few interesting things. So we we put out some you know, kind of things on Instagram and, and some of the social pages, just sort of saying, what, you know, are people interested in learning some of our songs or do they kind of have any questions that they want to ask? And we'll try and answer those. So I've done a video that's coming out in a, maybe later next week, um, which is like about technique and how we play the guitar and how we write songs and things. And then I've done one of those playthrough videos, you know, where it shows people how to play all the guitar parts to mm-hmm. um, our most listened to track. So, um, so we've done some stuff like that. We've obviously got kind of the, the press stuff coming up. So we did a, there's a new lyric video came out for our new song yesterday and this morning in the UK. And then, um, I guess we don't, we've just been trying to do the interviews and press and get around and make sure that people are aware of it. So, um, I'm not sure what else you can do really. Like, you know, we can't get out and make a cool music video with explosions or anything. So we have to kind of do what we've got, which is, um, I guess sort of self self filmed, you know, phone footage essentially. So, um, but 
in the end, that kind of ties into the whole black metal thing too, right? The lo-fi sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Although I don't know if we've ever been huge proponents of being lo-fi. We've always no, I mean, kind of... I, not your music though. I know that's the. I think that's the um, the mindset though, right? When originally it was like lo-fi kind of stuff, and I didn't mean it yours because actually, if you listen to this when we started, we were just Chris was just talking about how well produced the album was. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a recording engineer, and usually when I get like a black metal recording, it's just like not very well done. To just being honest, you know. <laughs> but yeah, your, yeah, yeah. your recording was like, I was like, holy shit, this sounds like slick. It sounds good. Well, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, it's a strange thing, isn't it? Because I do, you know, obviously, lots of people do like that side of black metal, that kind of minimalist, kind of trying to find the melody in it, kind of having to search for the the feeling in it through the wall of low finest but i guess you know we're a band that started in 2007 or 2006 maybe and you know we came 20 30 years after some of that early black metal started so for us we um i think we want to try and focus more on the kind of the idea of some of the you know of our own country's history and, and of it being you know creating atmosphere in different ways and i think we know we never wanted a kind of poor production on that so we always wanted it to be kind of quite grand and epic and atmospheric and evocative. And I think you can achieve certain things with lo-fi, but not, not always the kind of grandness that I would like people to take from the Winter Phillips albums. Ah, Winter Phillips. See, I told you, Chris. Ah. <laughs> we were debating on how to pronounce it correctly. And I was right again, as usual. Yeah. Well, it's your <laughs> show. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's Winter Phillips. Winter Phillips. Like winter, Phil, the guy's name, and then F. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> it's Phil's winter. But, um, sorry, I don't know why I just did that. That was fucking rude. But Oh, your accent? I'm, I'm starting to become, yeah, you know, I'm just becoming one of those assholes. But anyways, <laughs> we like to have fun. So um, so you're, you said you guys are doing a video, or maybe thinking about doing a video from home with like phone footage yeah i've done a few actually and they're coming out next week so um i did one like, as i say where i was talking about technique and about um answering a few people's questions and and, sh and talking about how we play the guitar and talking about how we write songs and and you know lots of people have said oh i've tried to learn your song but i don't know how to do it so i think it's kind of been talking about what, how we tune and what kind of strings we use and how we kind of form chords and things so i'm hoping that's oh. more interesting than just yeah. Just watching, you know, um, me play through a song, which I've also done as well. But um, <laughs> now, are you doing this? Are you doing this live, or are you pre-recording and, and uploading? No, it's pre-recorded and uploaded. Yeah, but um, okay. We'll I, I have a question. I have a technical question for you. Okay, sure, go. So, cell phone footage is variable frame rate, so there's always sync issues when you throw it into an editor. So, how yes. are you, how are you dealing with that? Well, Simon, who's the drummer of Winterfell, is also a um, a, like a video editor and does like kind of self-shooting producer as well. So he does lots of video stuff. Ah. So with, with the playthrough videos, um, I did play along with the song to a click track. Yeah. And then he's just sort of dubbed the, 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 the kind of the finished track over the top of the song. So I'm playing in time with it, even though it's not having the, the guitar I'm playing in the room played along with it. Got so, it. um, it's just so that everything I'm doing is in time with the actual song. So, if you play to a click, obviously it's easy to kind of line the sound up and line the videos up. So, um, but but if we if we oh never on. never mind, it's okay. Keep going. 
I don't know, I was just going to say that that's kind of how we did it because I think ideally in a in a maybe more controlled environment you could you know you could set your amps up properly and you could kind of do it in a studio and have it sound great and and play along with the with the natural sound of you doing it. But when you're at home on a, on a phone, you know when you start playing heavy distorted instruments, as I'm sure you know from all the bloody <laughs> shit camera footage that people have <laughs> gigs, it clips immediately, doesn't it? And it like kind of compresses and stuff, and it just sounds like it's kind of funneling down some kind of metal tube or something. So I often wonder when a phone company is going to be like, you know, maybe we should put a pad on these microphones. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that would be great. Well, it would be great for the fans, maybe not for the band, because now everyone has a good sounding version of them live. Right. And that's true too. Or at least they can't hide behind the fact that, oh, that phone footage always sounds bad. That's not really how it sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't fuck up like that. It's distorted. It's distorted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. What kind of strings are you using? Just so I know. And how are you uh, tuning? I mean, so we play, um, we have custom guitars. So we play this um, this brand of guitars called Caparison. Yeah. They're, um, they're, they're Japanese handmade guitars, although they're owned by this guy called, um, oh, what's his name? Well, a guy from Wales who, um, who we've met quite a few times, and he's a really nice guy. And um, he he had the the engineer Itaru, that's his name. This guy Itaru makes the guitars, and um, and he he sort of took on what I said to him when we you know when we talked about how we play and everything, and he and he came up with um, the sort of set of strings that works for us. So we um, we use these set of strings called EXL one five seven, which are this Didario set of strings. Yeah. So they are baritone kind of medium gauge ones. So they go from 68 down to 14. Oh, wow. Um, heavy. So we, we, yeah, we, they are heavy. Yeah. But we, um, we also don't play in sort of standard tuning. We play in like B or drop A. Oh, so, wow. So that's where, what, which is why I did that technique video, because lots of people, whenever you sort of see them try to work out a song, they're kind of using e-tuned guitars and they're, they're sort of working their way through that and only kind of half gets it right because, they're missing all the root notes and then they're not got the right tuning. So, um, so yeah, it, that's kind of a quirk of how, how we play, which I guess is a hangover from playing in, um, slower do metal bands, you know, before we started Winterfell. Right. Nice. Okay. I'm always interested because I just took my guitars down to C standard and like, right. I had to order like the, the DR drop strings because yeah. I can't get the saddles back far enough for intonation. So I needed that extra tension to, to kind of make it work yeah it's, it's hard unless you have it done properly i mean and and with the um i've got two two of their models and, and the one that i use in the videos if you get a chance to watch them at whatever point is this this one called the m3b and that's got a through neck so um it was it was a lot easier to do it on that one than on the than on the bolt-on neck one which is the other one that i've got but um Obviously, when when the guy that makes them is doing it, then they can kind of build it in at the beginning, which I think is a good thing. Because when you when you kind of having to sort of retrofit it, go backwards with it, it can be quite difficult, can't it? Because it's never been never meant to be that low to start with. Yeah, the the the, the string length has to be a certain distance for intonation, so you yeah, kind of have to set it up that way. Mm. But hey, so just so you know, you've probably lost the three listeners that we have with this. Sorry, five. I'm such a tech guy. <laughs> I'm always tech this, tech that. <laughs> Everybody has tuned out now. Sorry. <laughs> let's get back to talking about Winter Phyllis. No, let's get back to Chris. You seem to have a good sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I, I hope so. I think I think we invented humor in the British Isles, didn't we? Okay, so, uh, well, let's see. So I've got a couple questions for you that have nothing to do with the band, really have nothing to do with anything, uh, but they uh, turn out to be quite excellent. fun sometimes. And uh, seems how we're in this weird sort of time anyway, people could use a good laugh. So if you don't mind, I'm going to hit you with some ridiculous questions. Here By the go. way, if you like them, I wrote them. If you hate them, Chris wrote them. <laughs> okay, let, let, let's try. Go on. All right, so here's the age-old question. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Why or why not? I don't think so. Why? Um, you can't just leave it there. you got to give me a why or why not. It just doesn't feel right to me to be a sandwich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. And, and interesting, it, if, if, you, um, if, if you're a fan of, uh, of British comedy, then um, in our band, we don't refer to them as sandwiches either, but rather we refer to them as Gerald's. Gerald's. All right. Why? So that, there, really there is, there is, there let is me rephrase the question then. Is the hot dog a Gerald? <laughs> Absolutely not. In no way is oh, the hot dog a Gerald. That just sounds filthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there is context to that, but it's, um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the TV show Blackadder. No. no. All right. Well, it's, it's a famous kind of uh, period British history that features like Stephen Fry and Rowan Atkinson and, ah. and lots of those kind of famous comedians. And, um, and, and the, the main character Blackadder, which is played by Rowan Atkinson, he's talking to this guy, Baldrick, who's kind of his, um, his sort of his Duncey kind of assistant. And, um, and he sort of says, Baldrick, um, you know, uh, just go and fix me something quick and easy and simple for dinner. Two slices of bread with, uh, with something in between them. And he's like, what? Like Gerald Lord Sandwich had the other day, my lord. He's like, yes, we'll have a couple of rounds of Gerald's. <laughs> <laughs> so henceforth, they, you know, rather than them being named after Lord Sandwich, they named after his first name. Nice. Okay. So, so I, I got one. Oh, Go no, no, I got one. I got one here. So my wife know. and I fight about this all the time. I, I love Monty Python. She says even the British hate Monty Python. Can you solve this argument? Um, I, I don't think the British hate Monty Python at all. I think I think there's there's rather a, a collective warmth for it. I think the younger generation, like I'm sat here as some fifty or sixty year old or something, but I, mean, I think younger people um, will probably not appreciate it as much. I think I think there's a certain a certain type of comedy from that period of time. I kind of almost an abstract silliness that that, that kind of humor has. But you can't argue with, with films like The Life of Brian or, <laughs> oh, no. or, or, or some of those things. And, you know, I, I think people like Eric Idle and, you know, like John Cleese, you know, they're, they're super formative for, for, for comedy, really. And, you know, and, and I think they've, they've given a lot to the world. So, no, I, I think they're... I think we generally speaking like it, although it's, it's shown too much. So, um, you know, it, it, I guess it can become a bit overwhelming. Thank you. It's going to be the first time in my life where I can tell my <laughs> wife she's wrong. <laughs> I grew I grew up watching a show called the goodies. Do you remember that? The goodies? Bloody hell. Yeah. But that, that, I think that's even like a little bit too old for me. I think that was more like, um, it's not like a 70 show. Or an early so 80s I was show. watching in the early eighties. So that's probably about right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Early eighties. Yeah. That was a kid's show, wasn't it? Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> totally that was a kid's show? You're bringing up kid's show on a black metal podcast? Really? What's next? Sesame Street? <laughs> All right. Gotta get to Sesame Street. Come on. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's interesting because there are some kind of 
classic British TV series that were that were essentially kind of aimed at you know like young adults or children's television that that you know actually quite into the mysticism. There's a there's a show in the seventies called Children of the Stones, which we wrote a song about, which is totally kind of you know almost of the kind of Wicker Man levels of of um, kind of folklore. And then you know there's there's obviously like Robin of Sherwood and all those kind of things that that were uh, were done as well in the early days before the BBC started making rubbish TV. But um, yeah, there's some, there's some cool stuff out there. <laughs> okay. Nice. I got a question for you. Now we'll get back to humor. Um, okay. Is tomato soup really just ketchup water? <laughs> is it really ketchup water? I, I don't know. <laughs> but, but, I, but I tell you what I do know. I once met a really boring man when I was stood on a train platform who just started speaking to me as opposed to speaking with me. And um, and he was really keen to tell me that the reason why it's that color is because of the reaction that it has with the tin can and not actually with it starting oh. off that color. Wow, that's a conspiracy theory right there. Oh my god! Well, hey, well he, who knows? But you know, I, I think that's a much deeper level on this than uh, than just it being ketchup water. Oh man! Hey, cereal I or think, soup? <laughs> I, I I think catch I, I think tomato soup is now a conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah, I think so. If not, we just started one. I think it's the 5G frequencies interacting with the can that turn it red. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. They microchip the soup. (laughs) Where are you on cereal? You think cereal is a soup? No. It is a... I don't know. It's not. It's got (laughs) solids in it. Yeah, but you you can have like chicken noodle soup or... And it's got chicken and solids in it, right? I suppose so. Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't think I'd ever really considered it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it a cream soup? That, is that what you're asking? <laughs> I mean, if you if you leave some of it long enough, it does become formless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe it is. <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry about all this. We just like to have a little I mean, fun. Obviously, this is all really, really, you know, uh, helping us to uh, to promote how great our new atmospheric album is. But, you know, it's all right. It's fine. Soup and cereal is good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this, I don't know if the, if if your publicist warned you about us. Did they not? Um, he did not, but it's it's okay. I, I'm you know it's it's funny because when you when you sort of I guess think of black metal and think of people in it, you don't necessarily associate them with, with having a sense of humor. And I think that you kind of have to realize that people involved in these projects, generally speaking, are normal in some way. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, so you. I, I don't know outside of. Being in the band, you know, you are a person that interacts with the world, I guess, aren't you? So you have to be able to at least laugh at yourself to some extent. So and this, I hope you don't, I, this, I hope you don't think we're too fucked up, but we just like to have a little fun and play around. And yeah, yeah, that's no, great. No, this no, this, great. this podcast we we predicate by saying a casual conversation with, and it's it's about fans getting to know the band oh. instead of us asking like, how did you get your name? What's the first <laughs> single about? You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like let's just have some fun. It's the it's the Seinfeld of metal podcasts. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so, if fans want to get find your music, are you a pretty active social media wise? Yes, I think as much as we kind of have to be. Um, it's it's a strange thing, isn't it? If you if you to think about you know being in a black or death metal band, you know when those genres started, I think they would kind of be almost appalled by the idea of social yeah. media, perhaps. But um, unfortunately like people's lives change and 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 the the way that people interact with music has has changed you know for the worst probably but in in um, in many ways it's 
it has changed. And so you kind of have to fish where the fish are, I guess, don't you? And, and, and come to people where they are or else you just will end up in obscurity, I think. Right. That makes but yeah, we are pretty, we are kind of as active as we, I guess we, we have to be, you know, we have an Instagram page and a Facebook page like everybody else. I'm going to okay. remember I, that saying, you have to fish where the fish are. That was pretty good. That's a, that that's, deep, that's deep. like one of those like prophetic statements, you know, <laughs> I have to remember well, that. Yeah. Right. Obviously, I am a noted thinker. So, in- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's all I've got. Chris, I don't know what you got left. <laughs> but but that statement is just so prophetic. Brilliant. Think about it. Like it just makes so much sense. You're like, well, of course. But how many people fish where there aren't fish? Lots of people. Many. And, and I guess I guess it. it it does speak to the sort of how easy it is for, for people to kind of produce and release music in, in the modern world as well. You know, when, when we were growing up, uh, you know, when, when an album came out, you know, that like someone had spent loads of money on it and you know, that they had to demo it somehow and it had to go into a studio to, to be made probably on tape. And, uh, and now, you know, when everyone can just kind of do it on their home computers, I think it is really hard for, for, for younger bands to, well, even ourselves sometimes to kind of stick our head above the water because there's just so many new albums coming out every week and and so many new projects springing up all the time. Yeah, and I think that's a obviously it's a testament to the creativity of of humanity, I suppose. But equally, if you're into a a specific genre of music, it can be really hard to find the gems you know that are coming yes. out. And I think if I think you can really get lost in that. So, um, you know, I, personally, with that in mind, I've always been a fan of kind of trying to take the bands that we really love out on the road with us or, or certainly to kind of help them kind of get their name out in some way because otherwise you just end up lost in a, in a sea of 700 releases that week, you know? Yep, I 100% agree. Well, that's, that's the beauty of the internet is that everyone can release a record. But the downside is everybody Every- can release a record. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Some records absolutely. should never have been made, you know? <laughs> Maybe this new one of ours. <laughs> no, no. No, no. No way. We were just slamming it before you came on. So, and the reason we I'm cheered when you so. answered the phone is because Bruce doesn't know technology very well. So he always right. screws up calling people. And sometimes we're like <laughs> 20 minutes late, or sometimes he forgets to call him. He calls the wrong person. Last week, last week, Bruce <laughs> called the wrong person four times saying, Where the hell are you? We're supposed to be doing it. And they're like, we're not scheduled until one. Oops. <laughs> and Bruce is like, oh, no, I'm calling the wrong person. And the other guy's messaging Bruce, when are you going to call me? <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's, you know, it's nice to know that you're organized and, and welcome oh. to the traps. Yeah, very organized here, yeah. <laughs> and we do our research. We talk about soup and sandwiches and Gerald's and yeah, yeah, we're good. Right. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it's been an important thing that we've been we've been able to um, to bring the concept of the Gerald to you, you know. So maybe you can kind of you can confuse other listeners with that as well. I'm gonna, gonna I'm come gonna, up on the next one. Yeah, I'm telling my wife tonight we're having a Gerald for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Chris, like I don't have anything yeah, else, but please message us if you decide to do the acoustic black metal. <laughs> I want to I want to see that. Yeah, you can I do think that that's. I think there's already been some dreadful attempts at doing that by a few bands, so um, so maybe we'll leave it to them. But um, uh, well, hopefully, you know, people like what we have made and um, and get into that. Oh yeah, so be- where where can people go find your records? Sorry, we should do that. 
So it's on all the usual places, I guess. You know, the the majority of streaming services. Um, you can buy it from the label or from independents, or you can buy it from our our, our own band store. So big, on Big Cartel or Bandcamp, um, everywhere. Hopefully, you know, if if you're a fan of music, I'm hoping you know where to buy it from. So um, it's on one of those usual places. Uh, so I guess you know, encourage people to go check it out and let us know what you think. Absolutely, awesome. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Have a good day. You good too. Good luck with the record, and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Appreciate right it. Now. See you later. Right Bye. 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 Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.